We hope you enjoy this podcast. With over 100 books under his belt, Bill Vincent is a true master of the written word. His works are a treasure trove of knowledge and inspiration, available at all major bookstores and online platforms. So, don't miss out on the opportunity to expand your mind and be entertained. Pick up a book by Bill Vincent today. I might say something interesting. Lord, we just give you praise for what you're doing tonight. I thank you for all that you're going to do. And Lord, I just say, come, 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 come in this place tonight. We just give you all the praise and glory right now in Jesus' name. Tonight, I am going to talk about that we are meant to be blessed. How many believe that according to God, we are meant to be blessed? How many have ever lived a little opposite of that? Come on. Hallelujah. Well, then you're, you're in the right house. Hallelujah. You come to the right service. Praise God. Sometimes God will speak something to me, and it's, it's a given. I'm like, we're meant to be blessed. Well, praise God. Yes, of course. Amen. He said, that's your sermon. I go, well, praise God. I mean, I know we're meant to be blessed. And he said, you got to understand, there's power in your words. And as I released this tonight, he said it's going to change things in people's lives. All who hear it, there's going to be change that takes place. We are meant to be blessed. If you're God's son, you're a king's child. Come on. I don't know about you, but my brother's the son of the living God, Jesus Christ. According to my word, we are brethren. We are co-laborers in this that we're living in. And all the benefits that Jesus receives, I, by association, as a joint heir with him, receive the same benefits. I don't know about you, but I like, I, I mean, it's one thing to have a job. Praise God. But it's another thing to have a job with benefits. Come on. I don't know about you, but my job has benefits. And I'm calling them forth. Praise God. You got to understand all that God keeps telling me to do costs more money. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's like, I want you to do this, this, and this. So I praise God. Hallelujah. That's going to cost. Hallelujah. But understand, He's going to be our provider. And tonight, I am releasing blessings into your midst. To start out this, praise God, one of the blessings I believe that before I even pre, I'm not even going to start, but I'm starting. One of the biggest things that we need to receive is healing. And I'm reminded of one of the miracles I saw while we was in Branson was there was a man, he had nerve problems on the end of his feet. Both ends of his feet. And I'm telling you, it ended up he had surgery to remove the nerves. Because I know what that's like because I actually had a nerve cut on my right ankle and shouldn't be doing this. You know, I shouldn't be able to do that. Why? Because when nerves die, they don't grow back. When they cut, when they remove from each other, they can't grow back in the natural. But how many know God's not limited? To the natural. Hallelujah. But this man, he, he was bound to wheelchair for most of the part. And because if he stood long at all, he, uh, his feet would swell massive. Also, he could not walk like we walk. You walk like this. 
heel to toe. Well, he had to walk like this because he couldn't use his toes. How many know you ain't going to get too far? It's going to be a long day if you're going to walk much. So he ended up being pretty much bound to a wheelchair. Well, praise God, within the first night, he got prayer, ended up kind of giving a little jog back and forth. They, they uh, said that he, got the, he received a miracle the very first night he was there. He testified the next night, said he locked up his wheelchair in the shed. Come on, because he don't need it now. Hallelujah. And he kept doing this on the stage. Hallelujah, going, see, hallelujah, I don't need it. Hallelujah, praise God. And by all rights in the natural, if your nerves have been cut and removed, you cannot have reconstruction from the inside. Nothing heals when it's a nerve. In that sense. And I'm telling you, things like this, I want you to know we are meant to be blessed. We are meant to be healed. We are meant to be set free and delivered. But sometimes God told me, he said, throughout the next few weeks, he said, I want you to share testimonies of things that you've seen and experienced because it's going to stir people's faith. Come on. When you get around somebody who's on fire for God, you get a little on fire. You get around a fuddy-duddy, come on, somebody who's already dead, hallelujah, and, and trying to get a little more dead, hallelujah. That kind of gets you more dead, hallelujah. Kind of Instead of encouraging, it discourages. Praise God. Sometimes I go, I'll go visit a family member. Sometimes I'm there five minutes, and they've already told me 40 things that's wrong with them. I'm like, well, praise the Lord, I got to go. I mean, if you don't want prayer, we got uh, the service is over. Hallelujah. I mean, I walk in the door. You know, first it's show and tell. This is the stuff I bought on credit. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I, I, first of all, I don't like that word. Hallelujah. That's a bad word. Hallelujah. But anyway, I, I know some people we have to do it, but to understand. This is, this is a chronic problem that they have. And then the next thing they tell me is, well, my back's hurting, my stomach's been going haywire, I've been to the doctor for this and this and this, and I've got this problem. Whew. It's like sooner or later, praise God, unless this is an altar call, I don't want to hang with him anymore. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the reason I'm saying this tonight is because I'm preaching about we are meant to be blessed, and if you hang around people who are going the wrong way or saying the wrong things, this service can be for nothing. Come on. I'm not telling you that you got to get rid of all your friends, but let me tell you something. Revival and what I'm believing God for, you don't have many friends. I had a lot of friends before the revival in 2008. I mean, a lot of friends of ministry. And when the revival broke out, they were excited when it lasted two, three months. But when it went longer, they began to get freaked out, said, well, something's going on. That's crazy stuff. Why is people falling on the floor everywhere? Praise God. Why do people fall down? Here's a big revelation. I'm going to give it to you. It's because they can't stand up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. 
Come on. You say, I don't believe in that kind of stuff. Hallelujah. Well, keep coming back. You'll find that you want it. Hallelujah. <laughs> we need to recognize. I'm actually preaching a sermon now. We need to recognize, although curses can and do affect our lives, God wants us to become free from all curses. And we can receive his blessings because understand, curse is opposite of blessing. A lot of people, they'll believe more in the curse than they will the blessing. You know, I wrote a book on defeating the demonic realm that talks about demonic spirits and curses. And I guarantee you, it's a book that's really, uh, 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 really got a lot of reality in it. That, that, that people have been set free and delivered and even testified of a whole lot of things that's happened just by reading that book. But understand, at the same time, I don't look under every bush for a demon. Well, that's a curse. That's a curse. That's a curse. Hallelujah. In other words, Jesus redeemed me from the curse of the law. I gave a, I preached this recently, something about this, not this sermon, of course, but I preached this, what I just getting re- that I'm getting ready to talk about not long ago, to where there are things that happen in the church that block us from receiving God's blessing. If God says that he wants to restore something in your life and he has redeemed you from the curse of the law, then there are people in the church that say, well, you know, I'm redeemed. I don't need to worry about that stuff. I'm okay. And that is, has some truth. That has some truth that I just said. But there's one little thing that a lot of body of Christ don't hear from the pulpit. If you have sin in your life, it's an open door. It doesn't matter if Jesus redeemed you from the curse of the law, but he redeemed you from the curse of the law of those without sin. Come on. Sometimes I don't think we repent enough. Come on. There's times I repent, and I repent, and then I repent. I repent for repenting sometimes. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm sorry that I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. Come on. The reason is, is because I want the blessings. If there's an open door in my life, I want to close it. Now, understand, God is good. Come on. God whose greatest desire is to see us blessed. He's good. He wants to bless you. And you know what? You need to, we need to bring up, break off our limitations. You know, God can bless you however he wants to. Praise God. I mean, he can just do it. Hallelujah. He can cause somebody to give you a meal. He can cause somebody to pay your bill. He can cause something to supernaturally take place. He can even cause supernaturally something to come into your hands. You don't have to be limited to any boundary. God is your provider. Come on. It, we, we read the story. I'm telling you, we read the stories of, of manna from heaven, but yet we have a hard time believing God to bless us. Come on. What if you had to depend on manna from heaven? Wouldn't that change your faith a little bit? I preached a sermon. I don't know if we have any back there. On death and life and the power of the tongue. And, uh, you know, a lot of the body of Christ needs to wash your mouth out. Oh, woe is me. I'm so sad. I'm so poor. I don't have nothing. 
Come on. Nobody here ever has a pity party. I'm just doing this for the CD. Come on. Hallelujah. It's very easy when you look at the stack of bills and you even put that gas nozzle in your gas tank and pull that trigger. It's awful. Hallelujah. I put in $30 the other day and a gas gauge goes. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I want some more. Hallelujah. I believe God's given a promise that their gas prices are going to go down, and I'm going to claim it till it comes. The Bible says in Galatians 3.16 that we are the seed of Abraham, and God promised Abraham and his seed many blessings. Did you hear what I just said? The Bible says that, that, that ooh, we are the seed of Abraham, and God promised Abraham and his seeds many blessings. Now, these blessings of Abraham have, have, have been handed down through generation and generations, and we've inherited it, that blessing. Now, the Bible talks about blessings and curses. At the same time, I believe that just as we have generational blessings, there are generational curses. But I don't know about you, but right now, if I'm redeemed from the curse of the law, and I am walking in a repentive without sin mode, come on then I am going to receive that blessing. I don't have to receive the curse. God first promised to make Abraham's name great. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. Let's look at this real quick. Hallelujah. Technically, I got a short sermon, but I got a big mouth, so it should be a different. I don't know what that means. I'm just telling you. Uh, I've only got a few pages, but I got a lot, of, lot to say. Hallelujah. Praise God. When I first started out in ministry, I would only preach five, ten minutes. Praise God. And that's all I would ever preach. I would preach five, ten minutes, and then I would be like, praise God. And I was like, I was sick of the Lord, and I'm like, God, what am I doing? I just five, five ten-minute sermons. I said, everybody else goes an hour or more. And a, and, a, and a prophetic minister came up to me and prophesied to me. And he, said, he said, my son, you'll preach five, ten minutes, and then you'll go ahead and minister to people. I was like, oh, okay, that's good. Hallelujah, praise God. That's all I needed to know. Hallelujah, I thought I was in a bad place. Praise God. So, man, and when I say five, ten minutes, that was with everything I had. I mean, it was like, praise God, I'd have to read the conclusion three times, and that was still five, ten minutes. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> I don't have that problem anymore. Okay, Genesis 12, 2. I will make... Of thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. See, the thing that I look at, this is what Abraham is being told. I'm telling you, you gotta understand, we as, as as people of God, children of God, are supposed to be blessed. But you gotta understand, it's not just for you to be blessed. God doesn't bless you for you to just say, Well, I'm blessed. I believe he wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing. Come on, receive that. First of all, live in a testimony. This past year, I've had all the material in the natural, so to speak, all the, the momentum in the natural not to succeed because of people. Come on. But understand, according to God, I have been blessed. And he has brought me through many things. 
and brought provision whenever there was no chance in the natural for that provision. Even minister, a, minister, a minister and his wife, they even sent us a, a, a sizable check in the mail and we never see them. It's like, well, praise God. I mean, I'd like to see you too. I mean, I, I don't understand, but I'm not going to fight it. Hallelujah. God, if you want to bless me, I'll just receive it. In fact, God changed Abraham's name from Abram. Abram was the high father, but Abraham was the father of multitudes. Come on. A great name speaks of good reputation, and God's exaltation or favor, for example, when we are in favor with God, many will call upon us. Come on. Somebody's going to want something. And I'm telling you, whenever, whenever I'm blessed and I'm continually blessed, you got to understand, whenever I was in the midst of the revival there in 2008 through 10, praise God, when I was in that revival, I had blessings chasing me down. I mean, it was continuous. I couldn't stop being blessed. Hallelujah. I'd go in and I'd have my car worked on at a garage for hours and it wouldn't charge me. I'd be like, how much is this going to be? They said nothing. Hallelujah. And it would happen continuously all day long. Every time I turned around, praise God. See, they're excited for me. Hallelujah. But there's others that other times there would just be ignorant kind of blessings. Like I'd get a cup of coffee and they, you know, the courtesy card or the, the card that you get so many punches and you get you get a free coffee. I'd go up there, praise God, I'd buy one coffee and they just go boop, 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 boop. I'd be like, well, we got one cup. They go, you're here all the time, here. I was like, praise God, my next cup's free. Hallelujah. You say that's not blessing? Come on. I like the coffee. And I'm not talking about coffee. I mean, I like coffee. It's okay. But the coffee with the stuff on top of the mirror, well, all right, it's like a meal. It's like a meal in a cup. <laughs> I know, Lord, I don't get it forever. Okay. God also promised that we would experience fruitfulness. Come on. I heard a preacher say one time, the Bible says, this is what the preacher said, and this is my religious voice. The Bible says that the only fruitfulness that we are supposed to have as a body of Christ is to multiply. That's like, well, praise the Lord. So, Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but it does say be fruitful and multiply, but let's look at Deuteronomy 28. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 28. And the reason I'm saying that tonight, because there's so many people, even in the Word of God, that's trying to talk us out of receiving blessing. I went to one ministry one time, and uh, uh, they said, we took a vow of poverty. I was like, well, praise God, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. When he's impure, we'll clean it up. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but we have to, everything takes money. How many know that? I don't know about you, but I, wouldn't you like to be more blessed so that you don't have to worry about where you, where your next thing that you're going to deal with in the area of finances? Deuteronomy 28, verse 4 and 5, it says, Blessed shall be 
the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle and increase of thy kind and flocks of the sheep. Blessed shall, shall be thy basket and thy store. Now, we, when our lives and our ministries are fruitful and we experience abundance, revival, harvest, multitude, salvation, and healings, I'm telling you, it's going to get to a place to where other people are going to receive just by being around you. Come on. When I get blessed, it's easier to take somebody out to eat. Come on. When I get blessed, it's easier to bless somebody else. And I'm telling you, God, wa God, God wants to bless you. But understand, I've known people in the past, God releases supernatural blessing in their life to where they are getting blessed coming in, blessed going out, supernatural increase, and they hoard it. You know how, what I mean by that? It's all for them. It's all mine. Stay away. How long do you think the blessing lasts? It fizzles out pretty quick. Why? Because they're not a funnel of blessing. Come on. I'm not saying that you got to splurge just because you have it. All the time. But if God's blessing me, that I can be a blessing to others. I mean, I believe in tithes and offering. I believe in that. Praise God. But I'm not even talking about that part. That's off the top. Come on. If I'm blessed, praise God, I love to be a blessing. I love to just be able to do something for somebody. Slip something, money in their hands when they need it. Praise God. Come on. Abraham became wealthy in gold and livestock. God gave Abraham prosperity. We're his seed. How many want that blessing? The Lord has blessed my master greatly is what it says in Genesis 24, 35. And he has become great. And his, uh, he has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male and female servants, and camels and donkeys. Praise God. I mean, God, you can keep the camels and donkeys, but praise God, I'll receive the blessings. In other words, all that you could need, he was blessed. Genesis chapter 12, anybody still in there? Verse 3, it says, I will bless them that bless me and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families and all the earth be blessed. Well, brother, that means that's for Abraham and his seed. That's my religious voice again. No. Remember, we are Abraham's seed, and we are to be blessed as Abraham's seed. So that blessing is not just for them. That's religion getting a revelation. Come on. We are to be blessed. We are his seed. We are them. <laughs> we are the them. <laughs> I like that. We are the them. I like that. Praise God. In my, in, my, in my book, The Healing Manual, or no, yeah, The Healing Manual, I've written so many, I'm so messed up. 
is good. But anyway, in the healing manual, God had me put my name in a whole lot of the scriptures, you know, because I am to lay hands on the sick and see them recover, you know, and all the different things. And I just have my name all the way through there. And then I tell people that read it, put their name in there. Come on and read scriptures, quoting them, putting your name in there. Come on. And I'm telling you, as we prosper abundantly and we have money and goods and, and, and we give away to those in need, if we want to be a blessing, we need to be blessed. You know, everybody in the church for, for a big season, was there, everybody was saying, God, I want a million dollars. God, I want $100,000. God, I want $10,000. God, I want $5,000. Well, praise God. I don't know about you, but whenever I go to God, I don't go to God like a screaming, nagging child trying to get a candy bar. I go to God with a strategy. It's like, God, you know, I could use about $10,000 because I want to be able to do this, this, and this. I want to be able to feed the poor. I want to be able to have tent outside in the parking lots of the stores and be able to serve them free food and coffee and pray for them. I would like to be able to go here and do this. I want to be able to purchase this to be able to have outside meetings and, and, uh, and to give coats away and do this and do this. I would like to do all that, praise God. But it takes money, and I'm like, God. And you know why I want to do that type of thing? Because when you are a blessing with the little or much he gives you, the more you bless others, the more you're going to be blessed. Come on. Hallelujah. People don't realize, but a lot of the millionaires in our nation are big tithers. They give more than 10%. I even know one specifically. For some reason, I've been uh, assigned, because of all the publishing and everything, now any business in the world has sent me stuff. Praise God. Now, the publishing company and all the things we have. So, Forbes magazine and everything, praise God, they're sending me all their stuff. Hallelujah. They're like, well, praise God, you're one of us. It's like, well, not really. Do you realize it's not for profit? Hallelujah. <laughs> praise God. People publish books for thousands of dollars, and we publish it for 59 It kind of messes up that balance. Hallelujah. But anyway... There's a lot of people that, that are contacting me, and there's one of them, praise God, that, that had an old article, the one that I preached about before. And the article was this, one of the greatest millionaires of all of the entire world, for he had a surplus one year. He had more money than he's ever, ever had in one year. Man, that sounds like a problem. But he was projecting he wanted to start a new product and a couple new products and a new, uh, 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 new mainline product. And so he told his uh, organization, he, I don't want to give his name away, that's what I'm doing, hallelujah. He wanted to receive more the next year so that they could cover all their expense of these, all these new products because it was going to cost millions of dollars to do the products. So you know what he did? He gave 90000 or not 90000 90% of his surplus away to not-for-profit 
churches, ministries, and such. And his increase the very next year was a billion dollars. Increase. It's just like the millionaire just got it, became a billionaire. Hallelujah. You say, well, you know, that, that's him. He could do that. He could afford to do that. First of all, that's a bad word. Afford. I can't afford to go out to eat tonight. Why? Did God tell you no? I know it's hard, but God's your source. Some, some people in this room kind of get frustrated when I talk about this stuff. You know why? Because you have a spirit you need to be broke off of. Finances are a hard thing with a lot of people right now. Come on. I don't know about you, but my own house could use some more money. So I'm preaching this to myself tonight. You got to realize we got two children. They want to play every sport in the world. And every sport costs money. Hallelujah. Got to have uniforms. I mean, we bought $6 socks. I mean, it's really. I was like, I go to Dollar Tree. I get some socks for all the team. Hallelujah. Come on. The whole team can have a pair of socks from there. Hallelujah. You think I'm joking? I'd go right to Dollar Tree even if they tear out, praise God. I used to know a kid. He, he got Dollar Tree socks. You know why? Because he'd wear them through one day. Hallelujah. Play outside with no, no shoes on. What is it with children? Do these children keep their shoes on? Because all the children I know, their shoes just don't stay on their feet. They're running around until their feet come through the sock. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then you got to buy another pair. It's like. But anyway, so I understand what it is to have greater expenses. But understand, God knows your business, and he's your source. So if he's going to provide for you, he knows your increased cost. We need to change this. And when God blesses you, bless. Don't hold tight to it. You know, Genesis 14, 20. Genesis chapter 14, verse 20. Praise God. Blessed be the most high God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand and gave him tithes of all. I don't know about you, but I like my enemies to be out of my way. You know, there is an enemy of the Spirit of finances. It's over you being blessed. There's an enemy that doesn't want you to be healed. There's an enemy that doesn't want you to have finances. Praise God. And we're going to break those things off tonight. Come on. We need to expect victory. God will deliver our enemies into our hands as he did for Abraham. God wants to bless us and overcoming an uh, overcoming, I was conquering and overcoming at the same time. Uh, overcoming and conquering life. And I'm telling you, he wants us to have that. And the most exciting blessing of all the promise of God is what? Could you think of? 
the biggest blessing that we can have of God that releases other blessings. Yeah, that's good. That's one of the blessings it releases. But see, a lot of people don't get this one. Why? Because the biggest blessing we can receive of God that will release all the other blessings we need is His presence. Come on. If you would like to be blessed, be blessed with His presence because His presence releases finances. His presence releases healing. His presence releases triumph victories. Come on, somebody needs to amen or something. Even in the religious house, they say amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes it means oh me, but that's the same thing. When God appeared to Isaac and, and promised to fulfill his oath to Abraham, he said, I will be with you. Come on, let's look at that. Genesis 26. Genesis chapter 26. The people out there are getting excited. Come on. Hallelujah. And I think they're just having a party. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but everything just is better when you're blessed. Food tastes better. Come on. Colors are brighter and more beautiful. Hallelujah. It's almost like it's almost like the stock market. When it's up, woohoo, yeah. Oh man, it's a good day. When it's down, oh. come on, that's the way we as a body of Christ act, I'm telling you. Genesis chapter 26, verse 3, here's what it says. Sojourn in the land, I will be with thee and will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed, hey, we're the seed, ha <laughs> ha. I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. It is also what God is saying to you and me, the promise of his presence. I will be with thee. How many would like to have a little be with thee? I don't know about you, but I want a lot of be with thee. That's the whole thing that we're doing right now is going after that presence. Man, just a few minutes of listening to some of the old teachings and stuff, I'm telling you, oh, that presence is still on there. But understand, I want it continuously. Genesis 28. Come on. We're almost through the whole book. Hallelujah. Genesis 28, verse 15. <laughs> Shoo. Behold, I am with thee, and I will keep thee in places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into the land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. Come on. I don't know about you, but his presence is what releases it. It's one thing for, for you to receive a blessing here and a blessing there. And I'm telling you, finances is good when you're blessed. And, and healing is good when you're blessed. But the presence of God will be a continuous blessing. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Come on. It's almost Christmas time. Some of you might give gifts. Praise God. It's kind of hard to figure out Christmas right now with a lot of Christians. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything's pagan now. Hallelujah. 
Welcome. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. But you got to understand something. I believe that I re was re hearing one of the old word of the Lord's that God spoke over the last year. And one of the prophetic words of the Lord said that as long as Jesus is the center of, of Christmas, he was okay with it. Come on. Let's make him the center. It's all about him. How about bringing him some gifts? Oh, that'd mess up some children, wouldn't it? Let's go on. <laughs> Come on, that was good. Nobody got it, but okay. God promised his manifest presence to his people. Now, if you're feeling defeated and living lack or poverty and you are unfruitful, and, and, and first we need to recognize that we're not experiencing the promise. It's not, it's not an, our hard task to figure out whether you're receiving the promise or not. You should be able to know that you're receiving the promise uh, of the blessing of Abraham by looking at your checkbook. Look at your bank account. That should be a sure thing showing you whether you're receiving the blessing of Abraham. Come on, look at your car. If it's chitty, chitty, bang, bang, then maybe you're not seeing the blessing of Abraham. Come on. Some of you don't realize, most, we have traveled all over the place. I mean, I mean all over the place. And, and we, had, we went a lot of places in second gear because our van wouldn't recognize first anymore. Hallelujah. Come on. Now, we've been blessed since then, and God's blessed us with a vehicle. It's part of that blessing I'm receiving. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. And I know now with the soccer and basketball and the, and the ministry travels, man, we're going somewhere all the time. It's just where are we going tonight? Hallelujah. Play basketball tonight, or are we going to revival? One of these days, I'm going to show up to preach revival at a basketball court. <laughs> Come on. Wouldn't that be a change? Hallelujah. I forgot my whistle, but I got my microphone. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go on. <laughs> that was a good joke. Okay. Uh, it is God's will that you prosper. It is God's will that you be in health. The Bible says that he wishes above all things that you prosper, be in health even as your soul prospereth. You know, I was raised up in old-time Pentecostal. I mean, I'm talking about the buns on the head, buns in the back, poof in the front. That was our church that was required of a female. I'm not here, whoever's phone. But anyway. Uh, but they would always say these prayers. Lord, if it be your will, you'll bless me. Now, let me tell you something. According to my Bible, it's his will for me to be blessed. According to my Bible, which is your Bible, it is his will for you to be healed, set free, delivered, financially provided for, to receive the fullness of the blessings of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law, and we receive the blessings of Abraham. Favor fruitfulness, prosperity, victory, and His presence. 
his wonderful presence. That's a big part of it. You don't want to miss any of the blessings God has for your life of ministry. Think about some things right now. Because what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to repent. We're going to just ask God to remove anything that's not of God, not of him. Break off any curses the Lord reveals, and I'm telling you, and all we got to do is say, God, we receive the blessings of Abraham. We receive the blessings tonight that belong to us. According to the word of God, we are healed. According to the word of God, we are sealed. And a lot of the body of Christ are acting like they're defeated. You know why? Because the natural doesn't change right away. How many times do you go to the service, get excited, and go home, and a day later you're like, man, praise God. You leave the service, man, oh, that was good. We're going to do, we're going to break through. We're going to, and then, hmm. You know why? Because your surrounding hasn't changed. There's a man, there's a man of God uh, at the revival, John Kilpatrick. He t- he he has a, a powerful teaching series. I don't have it, but he just told a little bit about it, and it has to do with climate change. A lot of times, people come into service, be set free and delivered, and and be in unity. And by the time they get home and they open that garage door, they're they're screaming and fighting again. You know why? Because they have gone into a new climate, a new atmosphere. We've had people come to their meetings, even come in to miss the revival and everything. And I mean, they get set free. They get set on fire. They're excited. And by the time they get to their church on Sunday, they're like, I don't believe a thing happened there. Because the atmosphere and climate at their house where they worship is different in the atmosphere we was having at the revival. How many times do you think people come to the service, testify, and then go back to their church and then figure out, eh, couldn't be right? Happens continuously. People have, have this happen. I have this happen all the time. We need to really have control over our climates. Some of us need a clean house. Come on. I'm telling you, if you've been defeated, you've been under a curse, you've been under something that has been nothing but the lack, the the poverty, the unfruitfulness for a long season, I'm telling you, your house, your, your car, your truck, your van, even your moped, your atmosphere needs to be changed. You need to go home and notify the home, I'm not living under this curse anymore. My atmosphere at home doesn't have to have that in it anymore. And you need to cleanse it. I believe that we need to get to a place of starting to anoint our homes with oil. We need to start breaking off assignments. We need to pray. We need to say, God, this is your house. This is your property. This is your place. I am the blessed seed of Abraham. I receive the blessings of the Lord. Come on.
It's more or less it's time for us to give the enemy the good old heave-ho. It's time for eviction. Get out of my house. You say, he's not in my house. You know, a lot of times people say, oh, I don't have problems with demonic. I don't have problems at all. Well, let me tell you something. Understand that unless you are in a place of healing, miracles, signs, wonders continuously, the enemy's probably somewhere around there doing something. I'm not saying look for him all the time. But I am saying we need to clean our house. Because how many would like to start receiving the blessings of Abraham? You know, see, the title of the sermon tonight was very simple, that we are meant to be blessed. And the reason why is because if you're meant to be blessed, then there must be something blocking that blessing. So I would like to release that tonight, that you don't have to just receive a sermon tonight, receive the decree tonight, so to speak, receive some revelation tonight that you're supposed to be blessed, but you need to go home and you need to make sure that that house doesn't have any cloud around it. I would, I would pray that you're the blessing of Abraham and Isaac. You're the blessed seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in your car, in your home, everywhere. Why? Because I don't know about you, but it's time for you to have the fruit that belongs to you. I don't know about you, but I'd like to be a fruit. Come on, people have said I was fruity, but I want to be a fruit. I want to be fruitful and multiply. I want to be able to release blessing in other people's lives by being blessed. You receive it tonight? Come on. Hallelujah. I told you it would be short. Hallelujah. It's shorter than I thought it would be. The whole purpose of this is to change your atmosphere. That's the end result. You have to. You have to. You say, well, I live with people, and they're all, well, then you better do it daily. Come on. Sometimes uh, you just got to tell people, come home alone tonight. Come on. And it's not that I, I'm not talking about physical people you can see. Sometimes I just don't want you to come home with nothing else. Attachments. Why? Because it messes up my atmosphere. Come on. Hallelujah. That's good. That's what it is. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not saying that we've got to be all consumed by it, but at the same time, if you have a household of multiple people in the household, man, all it takes is one person that's got something on them. The whole house changes. Come on. One time we worshiped all the way home, back when we was having a big crowd at the house. We was worshiping all the way home in the car, blasting the, the, the music, hallelujah. But it was a certain song, hallelujah. Well, there was somebody in the car that something in them didn't like the song at all. They just growled and moaned and groaned all the way home. And by the time we got home, man, it was manifestation. Man, I mean, it was like a bomb went off. I mean, it was just awful. Started kicking things and everything. Hallelujah. Come on. And it's things that aren't normally on the person. you got to understand it. Something picked up. 
Okay, we're going to go another step. God told me to do this tonight. Now, like I said, I don't want you to look under every rock for a demon or a curse or something like that. I don't believe in doing that. But for a year, I was having nothing but financial difficulty. I've had a lot more years than that, but one year was extreme. <laughs> and I'm talking about it was just nasty. It was just like somebody was out to take everything I had. I get blessed and then I lose it before I got blessed. You know, I mean, it was, it was a blessed that cost me, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And it got me to a place to where I was like, God, I'm going extreme. And I said, God, what do you want me to do? He said, I want you to bless everything that comes through your hands. So every time I had money in my hands, I prayed over it before I did anything with it. I said, Lord, I bless this. This is your money, not mine. I bless it right now in the name of Jesus. Sometimes it was just real quick prayers. Come on. And here's what he said. He said, a lot of times you're receiving money at cash registers that's gone through a lot of people's hands in one day. And there's some people that are doing demonic things on some money, and there's other things being released, and sometimes you go to this person and this person, and he said their spirits has been connected to the money. So he said because you are already having a weak problem where that's concerned, it just magnified it. It don't affect all Christians. It just affects people who are really doing, already have an effect with finances. So for a one year continuously, I didn't care if I got a nickel back, and I would do it right there at the counter. I bless this in Jesus' name. And people would look at me. But you know what? I saw that things weren't going through pockets like holes in it anymore. <laughs> Come on, I saw the increase begin to ma 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 <laughs> manifest. I saw when I opened a wallet, I didn't have to search for the money. It was already in there. <laughs> Come on. And it just got more and more and more. And, and by the end of the year, praise God, I mean, I could have continued, but I was, you know, there was a part of me that I kept feeling religious about it all the way toward that one year. But then I was like, God, do I need to do it anymore? And he said, no, you broke the assignment. But at the same time, there's times that if I'll receive money from somebody very demonic at a store, somebody with a certain spirit, I will pray over it anyway. Why? Because I want those spirits broke off. Come on. How many have ever just been around somebody for a few seconds and went to your car and you're all upset? It's like, what in the world happened? Something rubbed off. Come on. I don't know about you, but I want, instead of a clap on, I want to clap off. I want to get it off me. Hallelujah. Come on. Get off me. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't know where we were the other day, praise God, but we went somewhere, and as soon as we pulled away, I was like, Lord, I break off anything that is not of God. I don't remember what it was. Probably something to do with sports. Hands and parents, they'll stir you up. and I'm, If you don't need to deliver it after a game, you need it after. I mean, if you don't need it before, you need it after. Hallelujah. Parents are like, it's fifth grade, but they think their kids are going to go to the Super Bowl and everything else. I mean, they're like, come on. Yeah, that was McDonald's, wasn't it? Hallelujah. That would do it too. Hallelujah. But anyway, I'm going to close because I, I really believe tonight we're going to worship one song. And God told me to start doing this. He said, I want, you to, I want you to pray for people more. Come on. We went to the Bay Revival, and we received impartation. Come on. We received impartation. And I, I, I'm praying. 
I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lay hands on you, and you can receive blessing. You can receive what you want. You can receive deliverance. You can receive healing. Whatever you want to receive, praise God. You need to receive if you want. I'm not gonna go after you. You need to come. So I'm gonna play one song, and by the end of this song, I just want you to line up up here, and I'm just gonna pray for you real quick. Hallelujah. I may minister. I don't know yet. Don't forget, we'll be back here next week. Two days, three services. It's going to be a powerful weekend. We have people who are going to come from uh, a few hours away just for that start the weekend. Come on. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is good. Hallelujah. So God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we seal this in our hearts tonight, God. You are good. And your mercies endure forever. And, Lord, that you have promised that we are to be blessed coming in. Blessed going out. You promised us to be the head, not the tail. The top, not the beneath. Come on. The first, not the last. Lord, we receive the blessings. We receive the increase. We receive the, the cup runneth over. But most of all tonight, we ask for your presence. Yes, we could use a blessing of finance. Yes, we could use a blessing of healing. But Lord, we, we, we most of all tonight, I believe as far as me and my house, we ask for your presence. Because, Lord, when your presence comes, all those things that we could ever need are in your presence. We receive tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Welcome to the end of this informative podcast. We hope you found it enjoyable and enlightening. With over 100 books under his belt, Bill Vincent is a true master of the written word. His works are a treasure trove of knowledge and inspiration, available at all major bookstores and online platforms. So, don't miss out on the opportunity to expand your mind and be entertained. Pick up a book by Bill Vincent today.